You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic with Dr. Heidi, a toxic relationship specialist. Here, we bring hope, healing, and freedom to those who have been affected by toxic relationships and emotional abuse. Learn to not only recognize a red flag when you see one, but have the courage to choose yourself and move forward in a life that's free from toxic control of others. Living in an environment that's not healthy for you can cause this type of abuse to be accepted as normal. The truth is, it's not normal. It's toxic. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Dr. Heidi. This is the It's Not Normal, It's Toxic podcast. This is, I have no idea what episode number. I just know that on podcasts, people announce their episode number and I haven't counted recently. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being faithful followers. And thank you for sharing. Um, My mission is to provide hope, healing, and freedom for those whose lives have been affected by toxic relationships emotional abuse, and narcissistic behavior. So if you know somebody who's struggling, who may not even know that they're struggling, thank you for forwarding this podcast link to them. I am on Anchor, which is where I publish the podcast, but it also goes into Apple Podcasts right on people's iPhones, right in the uh, in the podcast app. It's also on Google and some of the other major platforms. Uh, Spotify, CastBox, Podbean. I know there's a lot of different um, options for you. So thank you for finding me and thank you for sharing. Let's see, what do I have to announce? The 2020 tour tickets are for sale and I'm going to expand on just exactly what it is we're doing with the 2020 tour here at Coaching with Dr. Heidi. Um, January 25th, the tour will be in Pittsburgh. The national conference will be in St. Louis the last weekend in March, and San Francisco is August 8th, and Denver, Colorado is October 10th. Um, I then, of course, have the annual Priority Me retreat, which is held one of the first two weeks in November. We have the theme already picked out for 2020. The location is yet to be announced. We are just wrapping up the one that we did last week. Very, very good reviews. It was a fantastic time. The Priority Me retreats are a little bit different than the tour. The topic content is different. When I take the It's Not Normal, It's Toxic conference on tour, what I am covering and why I am covering it, my program, when I coach someone or when I lead someone through and out of toxic relationships, I teach the character traits of the toxic person, okay? What the toxic person does, but even more importantly, why they do it. I am a firm believer in education, leads to understanding, leads to empowerment, leads to freedom. I have to go back to where I was when I was in a toxic relationship. And if I needed this information, if I needed to learn, if I needed to understand how would I have gotten this information? So last year we had the um, It's Not Normal, It's Toxic 
national conference, and that is two and a half days in St. Louis. Well, I know not everyone is able to get away for two and a half days because of circumstances um, in their lives. So this year, the team and I are coming to you to do one day workshops where we go through the character traits of the toxic person, what the toxic person does and why they do it. Because when you understand why the toxic person does what they do, what they're after, what their goal is, how come they manipulate, why do they lie, why do they deflect, you know, how come the criticisms and all of the comparisons come down on you? When you understand why they do that, you can better understand your situation. So my mission being to make people aware, I'm coming to you for a one-day workshop. It will be an eight or nine-hour day but you will leave knowing the character traits of the toxic person and why the toxic person does what they do. Understanding your situation is what is going to free you from your situation. So if you're wondering what the content of that is, it is an intense why they do what they do so that your situation in your mind can be a little bit clearer so that you can manage or maybe even remove yourself or change the dynamic of that relationship that's not healthy for you. The retreat, on the other hand, is kind of the freedom part. It's the self-discovery. It's now that I'm out and now that I understand it, how do I move forward? When you've been in a toxic environment for a long time, it stifles everything. It stifles your life. It stifles your confidence. It stifles your self-worth. It changes the way you see yourself and you see your future. So the retreats are put together in such a way that we take a small group of women and we work on self-discovery. The retreat we just wrapped up last week, the theme was love yourself strong. And we spent three days learning how to love yourself, what it means to not love yourself, how you can take the first steps towards, you know, starting a new way of thinking and a new way of looking at yourself. The retreats are women only. And we go to a location, um, kind of like an after-prom lock-in. We built in a lot of free time. People were able to take walks, exercise, take naps, just converse with the other members if that's what they wanted to do. But it was a very, very good turnout. And it was a very, very rewarding experience for both my staff as well as the attendees. So if you are searching for answers and for an explanation and understanding on the situation you're in, try to catch one of the workshops because I am spreading um, the word across the country. I've got four, the four locations are kind of spread from one end of the country to the other. So hopefully we can get the education we need and you can get to one of those locations to um, listen to my team and I teach. If not, um, The podcast is a great option. I also do individual private coaching. So if you are interested in that, there is an application on the website. We then do a consultation and we can get you going on that. If you're in a position where you want me to personally walk you through um, the entire program. Um, Let's see. I think that's probably all the announcements. I'm super excited to go home for Thanksgiving. I do that after the retreat because the retreat is the last event of the year for me. So I go home, visit my family, hang out with my nieces and nephew, and come back fired up to plan for the next year. So that's kind of what I got going on. For those of you who did not know, 
Um, a few weeks ago, I had a feature in Forbes magazine, and I was able to contribute to an article that was talking about tips on communicating with a toxic person or four ways to decrease the toxic toxicity in the work environment. Now I don't remember exactly what the article was called. Um, I will put the link in the description. So if you want to go to the link and read the article, you will wel be welcome to do that. That being said, right now, I have a couple people in my coaching program that are struggling with toxicity in the workplace. So because I just was able to be honored to be featured in Forbes, I think that now is an appropriate time to address the toxicity in the workplace. Okay, I have had an experience with this as well, and it is devastating. Why? Uh, you should enjoy your work. You should be productive at your work. You should want to go to work in the morning. For one, it's fulfilling to you and it gets you out of um, the environment at home. Not that the environment at home is bad. It's just, it's what you do to make yourself feel good about yourself is your job. And you know, I've had a couple jobs in my life. I have liked all of them. I've never hated any of my jobs. I do know now the difference between a job and um and passion because I have been able to differentiate that with the coaching. I have been in healthcare for 23 years. I have absolutely loved it. Is it anything like the passion that I have for the toxic relationship coaching? No, but it's because it, the toxic relationship coaching and helping people and teaching gives my past meaning. And that's where passion comes from. When you can connect something in your life with something bigger than yourself, that's where passion comes from. But what I wanted to talk about today is it's sometimes difficult to understand that people that are not in intimate relationships with you, are not in family relationships with you, or in close friendships with you, how these people can affect you at such a high level, especially when you're in an environment where you're supposed to be professional and you're supposed to show teamwork and you're supposed to work together. It's It makes you question everything about you. So I wanna talk a little bit about communicating and dealing with toxic people in the workplace. The first thing that you must understand with toxic people is they, for some reason, and that is none of my concern, but for some reason, toxic people have insecurities. And for whatever reason that is, to make up for those insecurities, there is a strong need for them to feel control, to feel powerful, to get attention, and to be awarded admiration. So any and all of the things they do in their life, in the work environment and outside of the work environment, is going to reflect in their behavior so that they can achieve the control the power, the attention, or the admiration. Okay, so when you are thinking about the person that is making your work life difficult, understand that their goal is control, power, attention, or admiration. Toxic is toxic. I teach the same thing for anybody who's dealing with a toxic relationship in the home or a toxic relationship in the family or dealing with toxic friends. You will notice that the toxic people in the workplace seem to criticize you 
or seem to be sarcastic towards you or seem to call you out on things like the clothing that you're wearing or the car that you're driving or, you know, the different things that maybe will make you stand out. The thing you need to realize with that is toxic people feel better when other people are struggling. So comparisons and criticisms are done intentionally so that they feel power. If they can criticize you, they feel better about themselves. So if you're in a work environment and you've got somebody in there that's criticizing, jot it down or make a mental note that the reason they're doing that is because they feel better when you're struggling. Now remember, toxic people will always carry with them a level of tension. So if you're questioning, why am I nervous when this person's around? When I'm in the same meeting or I have to be in the same vicinity of this person, why do I feel anxious? Or why do I have a a pain in my stomach? Or why do I feel like I'm a different person when they're in the meeting than when they're not in the meeting. And that's because they like to tear you down. The tear you down traits, the criticisms, the comparisons, the competition, sometimes the name calling and the belittling. Okay, that is so they feel more power. If you are a emotional person or you are a kind, caring, loving, good person, because you don't operate criticizing people, or belittling them, or name-calling, you don't understand why other people do it. Well, now you do. There's your answer. If there's tension in the workplace when a certain person is around, chances are they're a person that may not be healthy for you. Problem is, you work with them so that you, you can't just remove yourself. So you need to make a mental note of why they do the things they do so that you can still be productive and enjoy your work. The criticisms, the comparisons, those are done so they feel more powerful than you. They will do this in front of your peers. They will criticize you on conference calls. Uh, They will say something belittling in a meeting so that everybody around hears them, which then makes you feel little or embarrassed and makes them feel more powerful. The other thing you need to know about um, toxicity in the workplace is back to the control and power, toxic people want a reaction, period. That's it. They want to know that they can make you react one way or the other because it gives them a sense of control if they can make you react. So they want to make you upset. Perhaps they want to try and make you cry. Uh, They want to silence you. When they're successful at getting a reaction, no matter what it is, they feel the power and they will continue to do exactly that. Once they know they can cause you to react by what they say or what they do, you are now under their control. So getting an emotion, giving an emotional reaction hands the power over to them. And when you're in a toxic environment, manipulation and power shouldn't really exist. Everybody at work should be working for the same goal, but toxic people don't do that. Toxic people are very self-centered. They, because of the control and attention need, they will always try to get what it is that they need for themselves at the time. The other thing is you'll find out that toxic people 
want to know personal things about you. You know, we've heard from the beginning, you don't get too intertwined with work friends. You keep your personal life and your work life separate. Well, toxic people will want to know information about your personal life. Why? Oh, because they're interested and they're really invested in me. No, wrong. They're not interested and they're not invested in you. They want personal information so they can use it against you later. They want to know how you're doing. They want to know how your family is. You know, they want to know the intricate part of your life. So then if they need to use it later to gain control or power or to belittle you with, they've got it and they can stick it in their back pocket and keep it for when they need it and for when they feel like they're losing control. So don't talk about personal things with the person who's causing tension in the workplace. You know, life things, things that are bothering you. If they've burned you before on personal information, they will burn you again. So don't fall for the nice person act because the nice person only shows up when they need something. And when they're talking about careers and advancements and promotions, the toxic person is only out for themselves. The other thing that they will do in a toxic environment is they will be very inconsistent. They will compliment you on one end and bash you on the other end. Toxic people are very good through email and through technological things. They will say great things about you in the meeting and then send you an email that's the opposite. Or they'll send you an email complimenting you on things so you walk into the meeting feeling okay and they'll take the rug out right out from underneath you, which to us makes us question our reality because we don't understand how somebody can be so black and so white. The difference between their words and their actions are completely different, which is confusing. Or they'll be nice to you in private and ignore you in public. And it is their way to make you concentrate and give your attention to them so that they can get what they need to get the promotion or to get the attention to further their career. Toxic people are never going to take the blame or they're never, and they're never going to apologize. That is who they are. So if you're an emotional person and you're an honest person, you are going to be the one that's going to be taking the blame for the things that go wrong. And because of the personality, if you're used to them overpowering you, you will take the blame and not say anything about it. You need to start using words like, I'm sorry you feel that way. I never thought about it like that. I'd like to think about that for a while. Can I get back to you? Because they want an immediate response so that they catch you off guard and you give them a reaction. So if you can say, oh, sorry, you feel that way and remove yourself, they're not getting what they need from you and they're no longer controlling you. I never thought about it like that. That is acknowledging the way they thought about it and acknowledging the fact that you listened. Whether you do anything with it or not is a different story. I'd like to think about that and get back with you. Usually what a toxic person does is they want to catch you off guard. So if they need something from you, they'll throw it out there and they'll want an answer right now. So if you can slow down enough to go, can I get back with you on that? It will give you time to process exactly what it is they're after and why they wanted you to respond so quickly. You know, and if you've had a difference in opinion with a person at work, 
and you know you take a day off or you leave early or you take an extra long lunch hour they will sense that very quickly and they might check on you through a text are you feeling okay i noticed you weren't here today you know which is also confusing because there's the nice person coming out so you almost want to fall for that oh well i guess they weren't being mean because now they're being nice no they're only reaching out to remind you that they're still there and they're still controlling the environment so that when you go back tomorrow, they can go back to being the not so nice person and confuse you more. When toxic people confuse us, it puts us, it puts them at a level of control because we're still sitting back going, you were nice yesterday. You're not nice today. You supported everything I said and then threw me under the bus in the meeting. So we're about three steps behind them. If they can keep us guessing, they can excel while we're still trying to catch up. Toxic people are going to try to pit other people against you to make you feel ganged up on and powerless. Okay. This is something that we see all the time. They start getting people on their side. If they feel like you are not uh, responding or reacting the way they want you to, they'll tell the coworkers about you or they'll tell the coworkers a non-truth so that everybody then assumes that you're the problem. And what ha what happens there is they are then gaining control, power in numbers. So they'll start building little teams to gang up on you. They like to spread lies and spread rumors to make you look bad. Because while you're over here explaining and defending yourself on why the rumors and the lies are not true, they're able to get what they need while everybody's distracted over here and while you're distracted. You know, they'll throw up... Uh, difficult situations where they'll borrow something from you so that then after there is some conflict, you have to ask for it back. They will always try to keep something that you need so that you have to ask them for it. Because if they still have it and you need it, the attention is on them because you have to come and get it. And they will do everything they can not to give you what you need so that they still have one little thing to dangle in front of your face and you have to stay contact, you have to stay in contact with them. So communication with a toxic person in the workplace is difficult. You need to understand that a lot of toxic people are not emotional people. They don't care if they hurt your feelings. They don't understand empathy or being nice. All they know is what they need and they're going to get it. So when you communicate with the toxic person in a work environment, because at the end of the day, they do not go home with you. You should not take your work or any emotions that go with it home, right? So communication has to be boring. It has to be blunt. It has to be unemotional and it has to be factual because if you get any emotion in with it, they will twist it and make it sound like you said something different. So stick to the facts and be consistent because there's not a lot of room for manipulation if you're sticking to the facts. Stay away from heated conversations. Stay away from topics that you know cause a conflict or a problem. You know, politics, gender issues, you know, stuff that you know is sticky with the toxic person. Stay away from those types of conversations. And if the conversation starts, remove yourself. Excuse yourself to use the restroom. Say you have a meeting. P 
pretend your phone is ringing. You're allowed to do all stuff like that, but stick to the point when you're having conversations with that person at work. When it starts to feel uncomfortable and you know it's uncomfortable, it is totally appropriate to excuse yourself, gather your thoughts, and revisit if it's something that needs to be revisited or don't if it's something that they are just using to show power over top of you. And if you read the article, this was the part that I was um, featured on. Toxic traits are contagious, so you have to be a little bit careful. Um, If you're getting criticized and you're being ganged up on and you're feeling powerless, it's easy to fight fire with fire, which then brings out toxic traits in you, which just makes the toxic person point those toxic traits out so that you appear to be the bad person. The other thing, when we are trying to keep people happy, trying to keep conflict down, and be accepted by our coworkers because that's what we think is going to make a better team and better the business or better the work that we're doing, we sometimes lose sight of what our values are. What is a value? A value is something that you stand for, that you believe in your life is important to you, that keeps you on track to be living and making the decisions that you need to do for yourself. But when you're dealing with toxic people, we tend to compromise our values. You know, when we're defending and we're explaining ourselves all the time, we change our value system. It may slip as we try to please people or avoid conflict or make it look like we agree or disagree or we quit giving our opinions. That allows other people's values to take over. So remember in a work environment who you are. Remember what you stand for. Remember what your strong points are. Remember what you say is important to you. Because you chose this job. If you've enjoyed it and until this person showed up, don't compromise your values. Keep your values present in your life on a daily basis so people can see them. That's what gives you control. People control you when they know they can alter your values and alter your emotions. So keep your values present in conversations, on daily exchanges, in, in meetings. Even when there's heated subjects, remember who you are and what you stand for. You, you bring your own qualities to the workplace. You're there for a reason. Your qualities bring part of the team that was formed for a certain job to be done. So don't compromise your qualities to fit somebody else's. There's a reason that you're there and there's a reason that you have that job. And I promise you, it is not to shrink under the shadow of another. You're there for a reason. You were picked for a reason. Make your light shine. Do your job the best you can without other people affecting it. And in the end, this this is your job. This is your career. This is your life. Eventually, this might be your passion. So you can't let the people who are dragging you down for their own good change how you see your value system and your job and the good that you want to do with it. React with integrity. Stay true to yourself. Remain honest. And if they can't get a reaction out of you, eventually, they're going to move on to somebody else because toxic people need control 
power, attention, and admiration. So if you refuse to give it to them, they will find somebody else who will. This is your life. This is not their life, especially if they're a coworker. In the scope of your life and in the scope of the people who mean something, how much does this coworker mean in your life other than going to work and working with them? You need to be at your, at your best when you're at work. You need to be able to show your potential. You need to be able to be who you are to be productive and to, for your job to be fulfilling, you have to be you. So don't let a toxic person steal that from you. And just remember, you're there for a reason and the reason is not so they can control you. Thank you for listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic. If your life is being affected by a toxic relationship, visit coachingwithdrheidi.com and take our free toxicity profile analysis or schedule a personalized consultation with Dr. Heidi. You can also follow us on Instagram at coachingwithdrheidi or join our private Facebook group at Strength Within. Take your first step to freedom today. And remember, it's not normal. It's toxic.